So um, today we're going to look at developing a strong team, how to develop a strong team. Most people want to have a team they can always look back to and say, those are the product of my investments and it makes them proud to see that they can make the best out of people. And so that is what we are going to look at today and uh, begin to, you know, uh, understand what it requires of us. Um, developing a strong team, one of the things you have to know about a leader is that they are a person who can bring people to work together in response to a task or a vision. Yeah, They have the ability to meld people into cohesive team and um, they work with them to develop and execute strategies for overcoming challenges yeah so to build a strong team uh, one of the factors that you have to know as a leader that you must enable the members to feel like family if you can develop that relationship with people it's usually very very hard to have a team out of them and um, so you must show love and respect for the members that is one because for you to be effective you must not be abusive overbearing or overwhelming yeah uh, team members must never actually feel used to meet the personal agenda of the leader um, also there must be a sense of commitment to each other and to the vision of the ministry uh, if you have such a leader and such a team, um, you will actually see that they will do anything in their power to help you as a leader uh, when they are called upon. Yeah. Another thing that you have to know is that uh, you as a wise leader, you have to help your team to be healthy both mentally and spiritually because it's very important for them to have a good mental understanding and good spiritual understanding yeah you will not um, make sure that you overburden or misuse the team what this would mean is that um, you don't push the team beyond its limits in certain tasks and uh, certain responsibilities you also make sure that you continually work at strengthening the team's morale and um, you make sure that you build good working relationships yeah um, the strong members of the team uh, should also help the weak ones to grow to mature and to become strong too that is a characteristic of a good team they help the weaker ones to become stronger if you observe rugby um, the stronger ones are usually put on the defense and the weaker ones are usually put on the offense and the attack. That means when the ball is at the back, they'll always look for the stronger one who is ahead and fast. Um, sorry, they'll look for the weaker one who is strong and fast and always give them the ball and then the stronger ones will be there to protect that ball so that the opponent might be scored. So, And it helps because if if, if the weaker one is put ahead and the stronger ones are a support system, then the whole team will be effective in what they do. So have that at the back of your mind. Let's look at some ways to build um, the team. 
Um, but before we look at that, let's look at something in the book of Romans, chapter 14, verses 19, as an opening uh, statement for us under that. Uh, the Bible says, Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Let us therefore make every effort, every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Now, point number one on how to build the team. Always let your followers see that you are firm, resolute, and committed in the daily performance of your duty. Because when you do so, you will gain their respect and their trust. Always let your followers see that you are firm, resolute, and committed in the daily performance of your duty. Diligently. Okay? Point number two. Always demonstrate your compassionate and caring nature. Always demonstrate your compassionate and caring nature. This will aid you in forming successful relationships with your team members. In fact, a caring leader creates caring people. Because when such a leader gets into trouble or is in need of help, the same people he leads or she leads will be there for them. Are we together? Number three, keep hope alive in your people. Because if hope is extinguished, it creates desperation, which can cause people to make drastic and unwise decisions. Are we together? Point number four. Always stand with anybody who stands aright. Stand with him or her while he is right. And part with him or her if they go wrong and refuse to be corrected. Stand with them when they are right. And always let go. Or part with them if they are wrong and refuse to be corrected. Let them go okay because at the end of the day you want to build a strong team not a rebellious team yeah point number five when making a decision understand the facts very important when making a decision understand the facts consider various solutions and their consequences to make sure that the decision is consistent with your objectives. Then effectively communicate your judgment. It's important to know the last part. Effectively communicate your judgment. Most people have great ideas, but they cannot communicate to the people that they lead. They don't know how to communicate to the people they lead. They're authoritative. They're overbearing. You know, so effectively communicate your judgment that can be through an emotional communication uh, it can be through a strict communication whichever mode just make sure you effectively communicate your judgment number six allow your members to reach their full potential 
because a team leader should be a very secure person who is not threatened by other strong team members. So allow people reach their maximum full potential because the better they get to their full potential, the greater the output and the greater their effectiveness to the service under you. Yeah. Now, these are key things that you need to note. That you strengthen your team when you encourage your followers to learn. Yeah, you strengthen your team when you encourage your followers to learn. You also strengthen your team when you release them to excel in their calling. Yeah. You also strengthen your team when you ensure that your followers are producing results in their endeavors. Yeah. You also strengthen your team when you encourage change whenever it is necessary. Okay? You also strengthen your team when you deal with conflict as creatively as possible. Yeah, that's part of the ways you strengthen your team. Um, usually when team members identify with a leader's spirit they will be willing to accept their leadership with little or no hesitation. They will feel at one with the leader. They will also want to be part of their vision because they believe in them and in the vision. And most importantly, they will work with the leader toward the achievement of the goals of the ministry or organization or institution. Yeah. Now, this is how to be a good team leader. This is how to be a good team leader. Number one, establish good policies. Establish good policies. Joshua chapter 1 verses 8 says, Do not let this book of the Lord depart from your mouth not from your heart. It says, do not let this book of the Lord depart from your mouth. Then it says, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So to build a strong team, a leader must help to establish policies which will build the ministry. And uh, feedback from the team members is frequently helpful in this. They should not allow themselves or their team to be burdened by unnecessary policies. For example, you might find a church might have a certain requirement which might not apply to the dispensation of your leadership. And it's breaking the team and it's breaking the team spirit. Sometimes you have to make sure that that doesn't burden the team, that people have an atmosphere where they are free to serve and serve with cheerfulness in the presence of God. Now, if you do not do uh, this, which is the lightening of the burdens by unnecessary policies, you will not be effective in your leadership role. In fact, some policies may have been useful at one time, but are not very useful for the dispensation where you are, or they may no longer be needed. 
so such policies should be reviewed and revised or discarded from time to time so as a good leader have that at the back of your mind yeah another way to become a good leader is to encourage communication encourage communication the bible says in the book of ephesians chapter 4 verses 15 it says speaking the truth in love speaking the truth in love speaking the truth in love we will in all things grow up into him who is the head that is christ now you must know that uh, that um, <coughs> excuse me you must know that communication clarifies the sense of direction within and without the ministry organization it is one of the most important elements in an organization's structure or ministry structure in fact you as a leader you must learn to communicate clearly and concisely avoiding communication breakdowns without the ability to communicate your people will not be able to understand your vision our together so for you to be a good leader you must try to create an atmosphere which is conducive to the stimulation and interchange of ideas which helps people to feel a sense of ownership and to be encouraged to take part in the vision because a lack of communication can be very expensive in fact channels of communication should always be kept open and above all they should always be used a leader who is weak in communication can be mistaken as a dictator very important a leader who is weak in communication can be mistaken as a dictator because they are not always there to communicate and when they come to communicate they're just saying do this or do that or do not do this or do not do that so some leaders do not communicate because they assume everybody understands what they are doing however when a vision or an important project is not communicated adequately to the team members they cannot become part of it they cannot become part of it especially when you're involved in an important project a wise leader must consistently and constantly communicate with the team members for example you must be clear on what members are what members should use what methods um, or what methods should or should not be used yeah you must um, be clear on what methods should or should not be used and which members should do them another thing is you must be clear on what should or should not be changed you should be clear on that another thing is you should be clear on the issues about which you should or should not be consulted you should be very clear about the issues on which you should or should not be consulted hallelujah communication is actually a two-way street when you as a leader does not communicate your associates will probably stop communicating with you too and this can lead to 
people not relaying important information or not asking crucial questions, either of which could cause a crisis later on. Uh, just as um, um, personal relationships require honest and open communication to stay healthy, so the relationships within corporations improve when information is shared accurately and freely with the right people at the right time. Good communication is very important for the well-being of the organization. Yeah, Actually, good, uh, good communication will help to bridge many gaps created by growth within the ministry. It will also help people to stay in touch with each other and the overall vision. It will help to build trust among the people and lessen confusion and misunderstanding. Uh, good communication will also help people to ask the right questions and to find the answers they need. Good communication will also help monitor performance in various departments and stages. Good communication will also help people share their concerns or give suggestions. You must be aware that um, the members must also be trained to communicate properly because it is... Um, because it is vitally important that anyone in the public eye may convey not only accurate information but also a positive attitude about the ministry or the organization. Which means that having a good secretary or administrator, for example, who demonstrates proper telephone techniques or etiquette can be a great asset to you as a leader because your communication is handled very well. Um, but if you have an incompetent administrator or secretary, it can be a great liability because communication becomes difficult and people cannot easily understand your vision as a leader. So one has to be very careful about reading other people by their body language yeah because when you look at gestures or the tone of the voice or facial expressions uh, people of different cultures and ideologies actually express themselves differently at different times which can easily be misinterpreted so it is important to have patience when it comes to dealing with people who have difficulty in expressing themselves so be careful when you're reading other people and their body language another thing is it is rude to cut others off when they are talking very very important let's even pause there and think about this you know there's an urge when someone is communicating to you especially if you're in a place of leadership someone is communicating you want to interject and defend and 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 all those things but it is rude to cut others off when they are talking however there may be times when this has to be done to save a person from making a fool of themselves or from causing a bad situation but be careful about cutting others off when they are talking because let me give you an example of myself if i'm trying to tell you something that is important for you to know and you cut me off i'm going to keep quiet i'm not going to add on to it 
I'll just keep quiet. And so you as a leader, if you're my leader, you're not going to get the idea that I had to share with you. And it's common with many people. So do not cut people off when they're talking. It is rude. Except when they're making a fool of themselves and they're about to make things worse. Then that might be necessary. Um, you as a good leader, you should not speak or pass judgment on issues that you do not understand. Don't speak or pass judgment on issues that you do not understand. You should know that a word wrongly spoken cannot be erased and can cause damage that cannot be repaired. So if you don't have the full gist of a matter, don't speak or pass judgment that is wisdom in building a strong team let's look at the book of proverbs chapter 17 verses 28 the bible says even a fool is thought wise if he keeps silent and discerning if he holds his tongue it's until a fool begins to speak that they can actually tell and say mm -mm, there is something about this guy or this woman that doesn't add up okay but um, always make sure that you do not speak or pass judgment until you understand a matter fully. Are we together? Um, let's look at another way how you can become a good leader. Another way how you can become a good leader. Very important, it is having a servant spirit having a servant spirit having a servant spirit let's look at the book of matthew chapter 20 uh, matthew 20 uh, verses 25 to 28 uh, the bible says jesus called them together and said you know that the rulers of the gentiles lord it over them and their high officials exercise authority over them not so with you instead whosoever wants to become great among you must be your servant and whosoever or whoever wants to be first must be your slave just as the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many so you as a leader must be willing to keep the needs of the people you are serving ahead of your own. I've seen choir leaders who, as soon as the service is done, they walk out quickly and leave and go home. And they do not stay around until all the members are sorted. Sometimes it's good to be the last person on ground as a leader, making sure that everyone was well taken care of yeah another thing is you must not be selfish but you should be willing to serve others with a servant's heart you must be truly caring not pretentious you must be sensitive to the needs of your team members and be willing to serve them with an open heart and go the extra mile sometimes if someone comes and tells you woman of God or man of God, could you help me with 5,000? I just need transport to go home. 
please you don't need to go to the administration to go and sign for 5000 if you have it as a leader bless them and god will give you the increase sometimes we want to blow things out of proportion but some needs don't need the whole you know association to know they don't need the whole church to know that you had to sign 5000 for someone you know some needs need you to personally take care of them as a good leader another thing a leader or minister who is quick to meet the needs of others and who is always looking for better ways to serve others will be on the cutting edge in fact leaders who are slow to respond to needs will seldom be effective a need that is not met on time can actually become a crisis I have seen this before. I've seen churches where they do facilitation of uh, instrumentalists and some choir members and sometimes they do not facilitate them on time and it becomes a huge crisis because now it goes from being a facilitation to being a payment. People begin to demand for something that was not given to them in time. So a need that is not met on time can actually become a crisis so in your business in everything that you do if there is a need meet it immediately when it is still fresh then uh, you also need to know that um, ministries that do not deal with issues promptly find themselves always dealing with crisis situation if you don't deal with issues immediately you always find yourself in a crisis situation and um, this will actually cause time and energy to be consumed where it shouldn't be consumed let's look at the book of luke chapter 12 and verses 47 the bible says and that servant who knew his master's will and did not prepare himself or do according to his will shall be beaten with many stripes the scriptures are clear a leader must take time to know their workers and those that he serves this is very important because if they do not know their people and they have no knowledge of their needs then how can those people be like family to them so you need to understand your people and then it will be easier to know their needs and attend to them also uh, you may think you are serving while in reality you are not because your people's needs will not be met. Um, yet sometimes you'll think your people are not appreciating what you're doing. Yeah. So always make sure that you know your people and you help out. Otherwise you'll feel like you're serving yet you're really not doing anything. Yeah. Um one of the things that uh, open communication can um, that can do is it actually helps you to bridge that gap between you and the people that you're leading so a leader is only effective when they are addressing the real issues if they're addressing irrelevant issues they are not really effective okay let's look at another thing that is very important for you to know on how to become a good leader always look for good workers always look for good workers 
especially church workers. You as a leader, you must um, work with good workers who share the vision of the ministry organization or who are willing to catch the vision. Because good workers are resourceful, they are organized, and are able to recognize opportunities. They are diligent in their work and have good work ethics. Um, while they are not slaves, eh, a good worker will display the characteristics of a good servant. And we can see that example in the book of Colossians chapter 3, verses 22 to 25. It says, Bond servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleases, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid what he has done, and there is no partiality. So a good worker will respect a leader and follow their directions even when not directly supervised. They must display trust and confidence and have a high standard of personal performance and they must take pride in what they do. You as a leader must enjoy what you do as a leader. Now, you as a leader, your effectiveness will always be enhanced or hindered by the people that you are always around. If you're surrounded by weak and incompetent people, your success as a leader and the success of the ministry will be hampered. Recognize that some excellent workers may be the ones you would least expect. Yeah, Some people you least expect might actually be the most excellent workers. And then they may include the very young or the very old or the inexperienced. So look for workers who have God's call on their lives and have shown themselves faithful. Those are people that are worth working with. Now, working with you in the ministry will be part of their training for what God has for them in the future. Sometimes we have the mind that tells us that the people I'm leading are going to be in this place forever. And it's not the case. Sometimes people are given unto you and after the process of training or the season that God has set for them to be under you, he's going to lift them up and put them in greater places of authority. And so you must appreciate that when the time is right, God is going to move his people and use them in other places where you did not expect. And so prepare for that change. In the book of 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verses 12, the Bible says, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has given me strength that he considered me faithful, appointing me to his service. Now, in choosing people for support positions, avoid anyone who covers up their mistakes by blaming others. If you're choosing someone who is supposed to be a pillar with you and hold you up, avoid people who cover up their mistakes by blaming others. Yeah? Because that one will really put you in, in, in real, real, real deep trouble. Such a person cannot be trusted and should not be trusted. You know, a person who knows their own weaknesses and lack of true ability 
yet is afraid to improve and is lazy and should not be given uh, responsibilities that require him to stretch and grow. There are people whom they know their weaknesses and they know their challenges, but they do not want to work on them. They do not want to make the extra effort uh, to come out of those weaknesses. Such people should not be given responsibilities that require them to stretch or to grow. They should not be given such responsibilities. Yeah? Because they're not ready for them. They're not ready to be in that place. Yeah? A leader must actually be able to recognize the various talents and skills of their workers. Because most times workers um, um, must be utilized properly. So no... Um, the skills and the talents and the strengths of your workers properly. Workers should be used in their area of strength while encouraged to improve in their weak areas. I've seen this a lot with the music department. Someone is good at singing one voice and they're weak in the other. Put them to sing their strength while you develop their weaker area and get it up to pace. Don't force people to focus on their weak areas but give them their strength while you encourage them to work on their weak areas and they will be impacted greatly. And then you who is weak and you're trying to learn, you know, how to best, you know, uh, come out of that spot where you're weak, give all your strength to your strong areas and slowly by slowly, gradually uh, give attention to your weak areas and you'll get it up to pace with what um, you have to do in uh, your ministry now do not put power hungry people into leadership never put power hungry people into leadership people were always grumbling our leaders like this our leaders like this if it was me i would do it like this if it was me if i had the opportunity i would change this if i was the one you know if i get the opportunity i'm going to transform don't put such people in places of leadership they hurt other people in pursuit of their own ambitions. They do not care who or what they destroy in the process. Hallelujah. So don't put such people in places of leadership. Let me show you something in the book of 3 John chapter 1, verses 9 to 10. Um, it says, I wrote to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to have the preeminence, among them does not receive us therefore if i come i will call to mind his deeds which he does prating against us with malicious words and not content with that he himself does not receive the brethren and forbids those who wish to putting them out of the church there are people like that they do not want the progress of the ministry but they are also hindering the people who want the progress of the ministry. Such characters should not be given a place of leadership. It's a catastrophe waiting to happen. The book of John chapter 7 verses 24 says, Stop judging by mere appearances and make a right judgment. It's very easy to see someone who has a likable spirit but has no wisdom to exercise leadership and he's very ambitious and you think oh this is the right character to be a leader no don't judge by appearance but make a right judgment and we judge by the spirit anacrino judgment where we don't judge by the physical we we use the dokimazo kind of judgment 
where we look by the eyes of the Spirit. I remember one time the Lord led me to uh, instate one of the choir members of a certain ministry and she had never been in the choir, she had never sung, but the Spirit of God spoke to me her name. I had never met her. The Spirit of God spoke to me her name and the name that I got, I thought it was someone else. So I went to someone and said, oh, you're so-and-so? Um, yeah, I would like to speak to you. Uh, and then the person comes and says, no, I'm not so-and-so. Then I'm like, who is, who is the person that I'm looking for? And then eventually I meet the person and I was surprised. They've never sang. They don't know anything musical, nothing at all. But God had spoken to me and said, this is the person that should lead the choir. And so I spoke to them. I said, hey, the Lord has chosen you to lead the choir. So from today, you're the choir leader. If you need to find out what it means to lead a choir, start learning, pray about it, get ready. You start tomorrow. And they were in shock. How am I going to lead a choir? I do not sing. I do not know. I do not know. But after about two, three years now, they're very effective in their leadership. So sometimes God will lead you to choose people by the Spirit. And it's not going to be by the appearance. And most times the people that God qualifies do not appear to be uh, what they are called to do. So have that at the back of your mind. The book of Colossians chapter 3 verses 11 says, Here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free. But Christ is all and is in all. So have that at the back of your mind. Christ is in all and he can do things in people that you can never or imagine think uh, he does beyond expectation. Yeah, And uh, it's the Lord that strengthens people to do and he wills and does things in them. So always believe in people even if they do not reflect um, what you expect um, of them. Another thing that you have to know on how to become a good leader is that you need to know how to deal with the people that are under you. Sometimes they might be employees, sometimes they might just be servants. Know how to deal with them. Especially if it is like in an organization where you're um, supervising people. When you hire people, make sure you know their qualifications and what they are able to do for the organization or ministry because hiring the wrong person can be very frustrating and costly. Hire people or get people who know the job description. Now, the leader's first duty after hiring is to train the people and help them to catch the vision of the, of the organization. Very important. As soon as you get people under you, train them and help them understand the vision of the organization, where you're going, why you're going there, what you're going there to do. Help them understand that clearly because you have to write down the vision so that you know someone can run with that vision and you have to express that to people. Okay? Um, one of the things is that um, thorough instruction as to the principles and procedures combined with clear communication as to goals and objectives is actually essential. 
especially when bringing a new person on board, you need to thoroughly brief them, thoroughly orient them, thoroughly help them understand what they are getting entangled in. Now, the added ingredient of a Christian perspective under the guidance of the Holy Spirit can prevent many problems before they arise. It is said that a family that prays together stays together. This can be applied in leadership or an organizational setting as well. A prayerless leadership, a prayerless group cannot stay together. They cannot be united in spirit because you cannot be united in flesh. So the only way you can be united is in spirit or in your reasoning, which is your soul. So you have to pray together to be on the same mind um, as, 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 as the mind of Christ is in you. So also know that even so nobody is perfect, there will be some difficulties and challenges. So you as a leader, you should reprove others with sensitivity because negative criticism, criticism is often um, hard to accept and uh, criticism that is given in love and in a timely manner can be well received so know how to criticize people whether negatively or positively um, one of the other thing is that a leader should not refrain from giving correction or warnings when needed and um, uh, i think this is one of the factors that hinders most people from being good leaders they see things being done the wrong way and they keep quiet about them and it's consistently happening and they're quiet about them until eventually those things begin to break down the structure of what they have built over years. So you should know when to give correction and warnings, especially when they are needed. Uh, however, you as a leader, you should not give too many punishments because um, <laughs> if you give too many punishment, uh, you, <laughs> you either lose... Um, the people or you start to lose control of your people so don't be so strict on people and rebuke them every now and then and say you're going to because you did not do this now i'm giving you this punishment no you begin to lose the control there so be loving in your administration of correction correct people in love correct people in love um, you as a wise leader you should never publicly criticize your own people unless it is absolutely necessary call people to the side and have a conversation you know even in the book of Matthew it says if you have an issue with your brother call him aside and you know speak to him speak to him and if it doesn't work get some other people meet him speak to him still doesn't work call the church elders speak to him if it doesn't work then you know you can now do it publicly and say this brother we've tried to you know align him and it's not working so uh, have that at the back of your mind um, because if you do it um, publicly it can demonstrate um, a lack of love and sometimes it can be demoralizing and discouraging so you can actually end up losing respect if you criticize people publicly now on the other hand you as a wise leader you should not depend too heavily on rewards as a way of motivating your people. If someone does something good and then, you know, you buy them something, you know, you publicly announce what they've done 
you celebrate them and so forth you should not depend too much on rewards as a way of motivating the best reward that one can ever have is a sense of accomplishment uh, positive feedback affirmation and encouragement for the job well done are of vital importance so when one actually believes in what they are doing and is paid well and knows their work is appreciated they will not need other rewards to make them productive okay let's look at the book of proverbs chapter 13 verses 18 it says he who ignores discipline comes to poverty and shame but whosoever heeds correction is honored he who ignores discipline comes to poverty and and shame but whosoever whoever heeds correction is honored so it's a good idea for a leader to be um, wary of some types of people now i'm going to show you some kinds of people that you should be very very careful about if you're leading people i want you to be very careful about these kinds of people okay be very careful about them the first class of people that you should be very careful about is <clears throat> excuse me the very first kind of people that you should be careful about is um, the small-minded people small-minded people um, you must use wisdom when dealing with people who have small vision for the ministry organization and they have big personal agendas they have a small vision for the ministry but they have a big personal agenda they don't think ministry building they are thinking personal glory be careful about them um, in fact if allowed such people can be disrespective um, they can disrespect you and um, and they can they they they, they, they when they get an opportunity and begin to see that you are suppressing their personal agendas or whatsoever they want to do is being threatened, they can be very disrespectful to you. So um, be very careful on having them. Also, these kinds of people have their own ambitions and, uh, and when their ambitions are not checked, they can get out of hand and they begin to disempower um, uh, good judgment and become a detriment to the ministry and uh, such a person actually needs to be confronted and given clear guidelines concerning their role in the ministry in fact in most cases the leader who is you should help to channel the ambition of this person in such a way that it will benefit the person as well as the organization so you can put them in a place where they feel like, yes, their personal ambition is being achieved, but however, to the greater extent, their energy is being channeled to the vision of the ministry. So be careful about small-minded people. You have to exercise wisdom in dealing with them. You should channel their ambition in such a way that it will benefit the person and as well as the ministry that you're leading. Another kind of people that you should be very, very careful about as a leader are people who are emotional, emotional people. Be very careful about these people. If you need help in fighting a battle, choose a responsible person who is not controlled by emotions, but by reason. If you're going to face a crisis, don't look for people who are emotional, 
look for people who are reasonable in their attitude be careful um, how be careful how you deal with people who are controlled only by emotions such a person may actually jump before he thinks instead uh, find someone who uh, faces difficulties with a responsible attitude and who achieves their objectives by properly executing carefully considered plans okay another class of people that you should be very very aware of and careful about are contentious people contentious people these people actually withdraw from and do not work with people of bad influence such people are contentious a contentious person is a troublemaker who should be avoided if they cannot change they spread discontent frustration and distrust among other members in fact a contentious person is like a rotten apple spreading the decay rapidly to others in the bag through gossip and slander they promote strife which can destroy a ministry so be careful about contentious people especially if you're in a place of leadership uh, let's look at the book of proverbs chapter uh, 26 and verses 21 the bible says as charcoal to embers and as wood to fire okay as wood to fire uh, so is a quarrelsome uh, man for kindling strife uh, let's look at the book of um, yeah as charcoal to embers and as wood to fire so is a quarrelsome man for kindling strife let's look at another quality of being a good leader you must pay workers what they are worth if you're in a ministry which does facilitation and paying of employees pay workers what they are worth if you're running a business pay workers what they are worth while the lord may bless you with people who are able to work as volunteers or for low wages be sensitive and do not take advantage of them People do not need to work at a poverty level just because they are working for a Christian ministry. Have you had that one? So if the Lord directs you to hire someone, he or she needs to be fairly compensated. Take a personal interest in your employees' needs. Pray for them and ask the Lord to bless them. There may be times the Lord will direct you to bless one of your workers by meeting a special need like, a, like uh, fixing something or buying them something new or a medical expense or simply by giving simple gifts please do it yeah i know of several organizations that have actually become tremendous success because they treat their workers with tremendous respect okay and they reward them for a job well done the book of uh, colossians 4 1 says masters provide your slaves with what is right and fair because you know that you also have a master in heaven james 5 4 luke the wages you fail to pay the workmen who moved your fields are crying out against you the cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the lord almighty uh, let's look at first timothy 5 17 to 18 the elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of double honor especially those who work whose work is preaching and teaching for the scripture says do not muzzle the ox while it is treading out the grain and the worker deserves his wages so compensate people uh, pay them well Another quality you have to know as a good leader is learn the art of delegation. Learn the art of delegation. 
A leader will never achieve much or develop other leaders until they have learned how to delegate responsibilities to them. They must delegate while maintaining control by encouraging communication on what is communication on what is being done. In fact, they must review progress reports and provide feedback, and this will encourage growth. Um, delegation maximizes the strength of the organization. It gives others opportunity to grow and increase their skills as they launch into new areas and take on new responsibilities. Delegation frees the leadership to attend to other responsibilities. Are we together? I hope you're learning something. Praise be to God. Um, another factor that we're going to look at is um, in order to fully delegate responsibilities, authority must be delegated. This bestows the power and the trust needed to effectively carry out the tasks. The leadership must encourage workers to solve their own problems within the limits agreed upon ahead of time. When delegating, be sure that you choose people who are either qualified for the job or willing to learn. Delegating to the right people will get the job done right. Okay? Um, another, you can look at uh, the book of... Uh, Exodus 18:17-23. This speaks of the story of Moses where the father uh, encouraged him to find men that are filled of the Spirit and that have a heart for God and delegate them over 150 and, you know, to help reduce on the task of Moses. So delegation is important and it is even uh, an attribute of Scripture. Another thing you can look at is Acts chapter 6, verses 1-4. to uh, where they were choosing uh, who would take over, you know, uh, to, to, to replace Judas. And so they delegated, you know, and they cast lots. And basically, Acts chapter 6, verses 1 and 4, you can read it, and it will make lots of sense about delegation. Another factor of being a good leader is give promotions when and. When someone is appointed to a position of authority based on factors unrelated to ability, others become suspicious and, and will begin to question the wisdom of their leadership. So give positions to people who have earned them, okay? Give uh, uh, promotions to them. Learn to honor those who care for your vision. Such people are God-sent. They should be rewarded as they make impartations into your life, okay? Uh, so... Have that at the back of your mind. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verses 9 to 10 says, He who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools will suffer harm. Two are better than one because they have uh, a good return in their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up, but pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. So always, 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 always do everything possible in your ability to... Um, uh, do everything possible in your ability to to promote people. That was actually my alarm telling me we're almost done. Uh, take time to know your key leaders, learn their strengths and weaknesses and how much they're able to handle. Know those who are loyal to you and those who are easily distracted by other interests. A leader should cherish and reward the associates who have the interests of the organization and ministry at heart. Another factor you need to know is be a motivator be a motivator successful leader will give his people well thought 
out strategy to achieve the vision and will encourage them. 1 Samuel 22 verses 1 to 2, you can read that. Another passage you can read that will clarify that for you is uh, 2 Samuel chapter 23 verses 13 to 17. For example, Jesus was actually a great term leader. He took 12 disciples and poured his life into them for three years. Then he sent them forth as apostles to propagate the gospel around the world. So you must actually motivate people and impart onto them the grace of God. Matthew 28 verses 18 to 20 is the work of Jesus with his disciples. Paul also was a great team leader. Uh, you can see it through Timothy, whom he called to ministry and converted on his uh, and converted him, and now he became a minister, uh, a minister too. So Paul had many seeds of people that were imparted by his ministry. First Timothy 1 Timothy 1:18-19 says, "Timothy, my son, I give you this instruction in keeping with the prophecies was made about you, so that by the following them you might fight the good fight." holding on to faith and a good conscience. Some have rejected these and so have shipwrecked their faith. Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Our together. Um, in the next segment, we're going to start from where we have stopped here uh, and we're going to be looking at a motivating leader and then we're going to build on that um, um, until we can clearly understand this pattern of leadership. Thank you so much for having been a part of the, this broadcast. I love you all. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you. Uh, see you in the next broadcast. Shalom.